It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Spirituality and science are both telling us that we are all connected, that we're literally all one. And so what you do to another person, you are doing that to an an aspect of yourself. So when the world awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Inner Whispers with April Crawford. April is a deep trance channel. She channels a highly evolved non-physical spiritual teachers that go by the name of Veronica. So i like to welcome now April to Awake to Oneness Radio. Welcome, April, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, thank you. It is our pleasure and honor to have you. I first learned of you and your work um, actually from a listener um, who actually has now become a dear friend of mine, um, but she lent me a book um, in the, she lent me one of your books in the afterlife. And uh, I read a little bit of the book and then followed you um, on YouTube. And, and I was so honored when you agreed to be a guest on our show. Um, I know a little bit from my research, but um, for my listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you please share your journey, your story of how you got started doing this um, work um, with our listeners? Sure. sure. Um, well, originally I was a dancer um, in my younger years, and I was in a show on 42nd Street in Los Angeles, and I was one of the dancers in the show, and I became very friendly with a new friend. Her name was Pam, and she was a seeker. Um, I was born a you know, good Catholic girl, went to 12 years of you know, all-girl boarding school Catholic, Catholic stuff, and But I never really kept up with the religious part of it or anything. Um, and when I ran into my friend, um, she was a seeker. She was doing Buddhism, Hinduism. She was doing all kinds of things. And she became involved in um, a channeling group or class. And they started meeting on their own, away from the class. And I had gone through a a bad breakup and she says oh come come to come to our evening come you know we're going to be practicing channeling but it's all love and it'll be good for you to be here and I said okay I'll call, I'll show up and they were you know practicing the 
the techniques that were given to them by this teacher that they were taking from. And and I started going regularly just because I liked the people. I met my husband, Alan, there. He was in this group. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed being around because it was a very lo- unconditional, loving atmosphere, and it was really good for my soul at the time to be in that. Um, but I never... You know, I would listen to them, and I was very respectful of them of what they were endeavoring to do. But I had no aspirations to do any of that. And one evening, um, I came in a little late, and I remember sitting down, and all of a sudden, the evening was over, and they were looking at me with wide eyes, saying, "Do you know what just happened?" And I said, "Well, no, I don't even know what time it is. I felt like I fell asleep or something." And Evidently, I started spontaneously channeling this energy that they named Veronica. And from then on, it was something that occurred very often. Um, I wasn't all that pleased about it at the moment because I was completely unaware of anything that happened. And I was, you know, kind of worried, like, what am I, what's really going on when I'm kind of out of body? And we did that for a good year or so. What was that? How long ago was this, April? How long ago did this experience happen? It was in the late 80s, like 1988. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a long time, almost 30 years ago. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away my age. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, they were involved in this, and then Alan and I became closer and friends, and eventually we ended up getting married. And he and I continued on with the work because he became very friendly with the Veronica Energy Group. And mm-hmm. he was fascinated by the whole thing. So we kept doing it. And he kept telling me, oh, you need to do this for people. You need to let people know this. And being the good Catholic girl, I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 I can't, <laughs> I can't let anybody know I'm doing this. I don't know. Um, but it took about hmm, 10 years for me to figure out that, it was okay to do it for other people. I would do it for close friends, and we would have spirit circles of people that I was very close to. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, we started doing sessions for other people, uh, people that I didn't know, and it turned out to be okay. Um, I'm not really aware all the time of what's going on. Once in a while, I'll have a little bit of, you know, feeling about what has occurred, but most of the time, I'm out doing other things. And so- Veronica for example, is, you know, for example, for example I'm yeah. very interested in interdimensional things, and I'm also like time traveling. I'm mm-hmm. very involved with um, um, the like hereditary things, like um, family genetics, and so mm-hmm. I get to go and look in different time frames of what my family was doing, like say in 1850. I go mm-hmm. off and do that, and wow. it keeps me out of the way. And let's the Veronica energy come in and do what she needs to do from whoever she's working with. It took a long right. time, and I've been doing it about 28 years now. Wow. Now, do, do you have an opportunity to sometimes have a conversation with Veronica yourself? Oh, yeah, we talk all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. She's, so, she's, it's kind of like I get a feeling or I'll get words and, mm-hmm. you know, there was one time she was doing a demonstration about dimensions and she needed what what, what we'll call like these little rocks that are colored and she needed something. Mm-hmm. She says, you need to go to someplace and get those. 
<laughs> I'm oh. like, well, where do you, what, what do you need? She said, just give me some colored rocks. So oh. I went into like a Michael store, picked up about six different packs of different colored rocks and brought them to this group session that we were having. And she did a really beautiful thing about what dimensions were like, using the wow. rocks as a visual for those who were in the physical. And wow. it was, it, and everyone who saw it, I and mean, I didn't see it, but everyone who saw it said it was fascinating and really opened their head up a bit. And so every now and then she does have talks with me or she'll ask me for something or she'll say something, but we're not in constant communication because I am, you know, April living April's life. Right, right, yes. Well, so how how has has your, like you said, when you started this, you um, just kind of went to the session for as a favor for a friend, and you weren't really interested in channeling yourself. No, not at all. At, not at all. Um, so, so how has, has April, the person, grown spiritually over the past 28 years? Um, um, doing the, doing this experience, what has, how have you evolved as a? I'm not afraid of anything. Mm. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of any difficulty that may arise. I've become fearless in the past wow. 28 years. Uh, and everyone is, you know, when I was younger, yeah, I was afraid of this and afraid of that, and oh my God, this and and now it's like, whatever happens, I know I continue. And I, I don't think anything bad can annihilate me in any way, shape, or form. So I'm fearless. I've become fearless. And I have a real sense of knowing who I am on a soulful level, as well as knowing who I am on the physical level as April. But I also know mm-hmm. who I am in the big picture, too. And that's yes. comfort. Yes. That, that's so true. And I never knew who I was truly until I started the channeling journey. Mm. Very true. That I I resonate with what you're saying. Like I said, I I actually started to read, and I say I started to read in the afterlife, and I actually could not get past message one. Reason reason being, I um I lost my son. Well, uh, he made his transition in um July first. 2014, but the first message in um, in the afterlife was from a young man who um, didn't he wasn't ill or anything, but he passed from a heart illness, and that was the same with my son. And when he crossed over, um, he said the only thing that was concerning him was his mom. And so I did read that first message, but it resonated with me. You know, it was such a reminder. Of 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 me um, with my son's with my experience with my son making his transition, and the last words my son said to me because he was going into surgery, um, and the last words he said to me is, "Mom, I don't want you to wait alone," and I I didn't want him to I didn't want him to be concerned about me, you know, while he was about to have open heart surgery. I was like, you know, I'm going to be fine, you know. Um, That was the last thing I wanted him to do is be concerned about me. And reading in the book, this young man whose his only thought when he was crossing over was about his mom really reminded me of my son's last words to me. So 
so I actually could not get past. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't read the book anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I can see where that could be really emotional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, but uh, but like you said though about the fearlessness, I knew the time the the last month of my son's life. I was reading a book, um, Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift, and I knew that. Um, Life is eternal. I knew that if he did leave, that it was his higher self um, deciding to go, and it was the right time for him. And it was also a soul agreement that he and I made before my birth. I know that he he told me before he was born, he told me what to name him in a dream. He told me to name him Kyle. So I, I know from my spiritual um, evolution and, and spiritual knowledge, it, it was. I was at peace when when he um, made his transition, and I I started this doing this work that I'm doing now six months after that. So um, I understand exactly what you're saying about being fearless, because that's exactly yeah. You know, I, I I you get that when you know who you are, and you see and you know the bigger picture, you you are fearless. So I I understand that exactly. That is yeah. so, so and it's wonderful. a good place to be. It's a really good place to be. You make decisions yes. better from it. You appreciate the day better from it. I mean, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of really great things that can come from being fearless. Very very true. Now you have channeled quite a few books. Um, I know um, in the afterlife is is one. What are a few of the other titles that you've channeled? Um, there's a dear, there's a couple of dear Veronica ones where people mm-hmm. write questions to Veronica and she answers them. Um, there's a party notes one where people are writing party notes about mm-hmm. leaving. Um, uh, and, and I wrote one book about how I got into all this so that people uh-huh. could understand who I am. So that I, you know, because people always say, well, who is April? Because <laughs> most of them <laughs> talk to Veronica. Um, so it was an opportunity for them to know that. Um, and I think the last one was Hassor, and that is an energy that is trying to explain to everybody how past lives work and mm-hmm. took them through a series of her life. Um, we think mm-hmm. it, it was like part one, there's a part two coming, but it was, it was okay. just got to be so long and lengthy that we thought we should publish it as it was and then move on again because it was going to be like a, 2,000-page book that she got done with it. And say the name again, I, I misunderstood the name. Hassor, uh, H-A-S-O-R, Hassor. Okay, okay. Now, um, and and she, also, she tries to portray the different levels of past lives and, and future lives and how it all is very intertwined. That's what she's trying to portray. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting, too, because I kind of, I used to, say reincarnation but i don't use that term anymore i use the word the simultaneous carnations because i know that time is an illusion it's all now and we're living all of our lives in the eternal now so and i know that you know in the linear we're you know in this reality well it's the past present future linear perspective that most people understand better if you start talking simultaneous you know, some people cross their eyes and go, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you say. I get what you say. Yes, I do. 
So can you tell us some more about Veronica? And and I know that Veronica is many entities, correct? Yeah, there's about 3,000 of them in there, we think. Mm, okay. All right. Um, and, uh, I'm not really privy to what goes on because, of course, I leave. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know that she's a causal plane en- energy. She mm-hmm. it, And we gave her... Alan gave her, the, the group we had, gave her the name Veronica because she said, look, I've been many energies. I've been many, you know, I've had incarnations. I've done all these different things. I've been labeled many things. So mm-hmm. whatever you come up with is fine. So I think it was Alan that came up with the, uh, the name. Okay, well, we're going to call you Veronica. How's that? <laughs> she said, okay, great. <laughs> Very nobody good. Want, everyone was feeling like they were going to say, hey, you, every time. And it's always much more personable if you have a, a label to put on something. That's some, that's what we do in physical reality, label everything. Yes, that's true. That is true. Um, wonderful. So um, whenever you want to bring Veronica through, um, because I'd love for Veronica to address the audience and, and the listeners right. and for them to hear right. her, her her wonderful wisdom. So right. whenever well, it's been you're a pleasure re- talking to you. Okay, and I'll be talking to you. Give us a moment or two. Yes, give us a moment or two. Yes. So we are we are going to be waiting. It just takes a few moments for Veronica to come through, and so we're going to wait a few moments and allow April to bring Veronica through, who is the evolution of um, the spirit spiritual teachers that she brings through um, her being. Um, Veronica, are you there? Okay, we'll we'll wait a few Good day. Good day. Wonderful. Good day, Veronica. Hello. Hello. Who might you be? What is your name? My name is Caroline. Caroline. All right, dear. How can we help? Well, Veronica, we just wanted to... um, uh, chat with you, <laughs> as you say, All right. and um, we like just wanted. <laughs> yes, we just would love um, for you to to tell us any advice that you might have for our listeners. Um, you're, we're on the uh, internet radio, where people, many people, will hear hear this recording either live or taped. So um, we'd love for you to share with us. Any um, message that you would like for us to know? All right, dear. Give us a moment. Hmm. Hmm. In this volatile time that you live in, it is very important for all of you to stand still for a second. Um, The inability for those in physical reality to stop for a second it becomes more and more tedious. We find it increasingly and alarmingly more and more stressful and anxious. There's all this anxious energy. And we say, whenever you can, it's important to stop for a minute and sit with yourself and say, wait a minute, who am I again and what am I again and why am I doing this again? And examine your participation. Because a lot of times easy to get caught up in the, um, we'll call it the circus of linear reality. Take time to smell a flower. 
Take time to watch two chipmunks duke it out over a nut. Take time to watch birds build a nest. Take time to look at the sunrise because the sunrise signifies a beginning, a new beginning. So if you are able, get up early and get out and watch the sunrise because the energy of that is very strong. And if you're open and you're calm and you take that in, you might have a better ability to participate in your reality. You're in a tedious one, all of you, but there are remedies that you can use to become more fluid and an easier participant in a volatile reality. But you have to stand still first, and most of you are running 100 miles an hour at any given second. That's how you appear to us. You're all very fast-moving, darting here and there. We're not really doing anything, just darting. So we say, stop for a second, that you're in a really great reality, and the more you focus on it, on the little things in it, the easier it might be to manifest what you want, have a peaceful moment, and give yourself a rest from that rat race that you're in. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Very, very, yes, 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 I do. Very good, very good. I, I, I personally love being in nature. Um, one, one thought came to me. A question came. Um, I know that we're in this linear um, reality. Um, time is an illusion, but I'm curious about this year of 2016. And can you tell us anything about this year that might be significant? Um, as things are today? Well, all time is based upon the solar system that you're in. Everything is secular. Um, you, you have named your years. The universe has not named your years. So the, what you're asking really is the action-oriented participation in the time frame that you have designated. For 2016, um, the year numeration is not relevant. Um, as you're moving forward in your perceived timeline, everyone's wondering what's going to happen next. But you all have to realize that you're all responsible for what happens next. And we'd say that, all right, you're in 2016. There are energies in every single time frame. You need to take this time frame and make it the best it can be for you. Otherwise, if you allow it to sort of run over the top of you, so to speak, anything can happen. And a lot of things are happening that shouldn't be happening, not of negative things. So we'd say in this time frame that you're in, that's what you have in your hands, this present moment. And no matter what year it is, you have the present moment at your disposal. So we'd say always approach it with a lack of fear, with the confidence that you are able to create what you want in this reality without interference with all the frenetic energy that's around you and decide that whatever year you're in, it will be a good one. And that means you're going to have to let go of a lot of the chitter-chatter, means you're going to have to push aside a lot of the dramatics. 
And we know that this particular time frame that you speak of is sort of sinking into a barbaric kind of energy. And a lot of you are here to help raise that vibration up. It's just the presence of your energy is helping that. So the more you stay focused and the more you know who you are and the more solid you are, the better that will go. Now, there are a lot of things happening that are not great. But if you look back through any of the history of this particular planet, there's been a lot of barbaric things that have happened. But it is for those who are more evolved and those who are more solid in their stance to push back on that and to help dissolve the negativity that is occurring by merely lending your energy to the situation. And people say, well, I'm just a person. How could that be? You're all very interconnected. You're all, if you unite, are a huge energy. So why not think about knowing who you are, being really strong in that, and energetically holding hands with everyone else around you? You Mm -hmm. can stop barbarism. You can stop the negativity. It's gotten a bit out of hand, yes, but we think it can be resolved. And it is in process of being resolved, the way we see it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's wonderful that you t- touched upon the interconnectedness. Um, the name of the show is Awake to Oneness Radio, and my mission is to help awaken the world um, to the truth of oneness. Um, maybe if you can... Um, Explain that in detail to the listeners of how we are all interconnected and how we are all one. Well, the physical reality is a very separate kind of experience. You incarnate into a separate biological form and you have separate lives. Now, you you interact, but mostly you are dealing with your own energy in the biology that you have chosen for this particular time frame. And we, the way we see it, there's a lot of loneliness in the culture where people feel very isolated or they feel like, okay, we're not, we, we have no one. There's many people who feel that way. We've talked to some. And what you have to remember is that you're a vibration that you are an electromagnetic energy that's having a physical experience in that biological body. Yes, it's separate. But there is sort of an underpinning of vibration that you're all sort of connected to. And if one allows themselves to connect and become part of that universal vibration, that can knock out any negativity that may be occurring. The problem is is that you get very caught up in the singular expression in the biology. And we'd say if many were to meditate or concentrate upon the idea that I am a singular being, but I am an electromagnetic energy that's just using this body at the moment. Without this particular body, I'm a vast, I move out, my, my, my energy is very vast. So thinking about that can help you. And most of you who would even be listening to your program, my dear, are those who are healer types, those who want to heal the incisions that have been made and the cuts that have been made in the energy field. Uniting energetically is something that all of you should do. 
We think it would eradicate the loneliness of individuals upon the planet, and it would also bring about a cohesiveness that when there is a negative energy that rears its head and wants to do something you know, awful, that the combined energy of the positiveness can push that energy back into a recycled state so that they will come back and be more positive. Um, it's not just, you know, pretty language. It's a real thing, this connective energy. And many will say, well, that's very nice, Veronica, but, you know, <laughs> how can we stop, you know, negativity? And it's like by uniting on an energetic plane with everyone else to create a grid of sorts, and we're not an advocate of grids, but we do create a connectedness, it becomes like a grid, and allow that to move with you. You can still have your individual experience, but you can also unite on an energetic level to make better things happen. And it can also eradicate loneliness. Now, some highly evolved energies feel very lonely on the planet because they're saying, there's nobody here like me. And by uniting energetically, that can eliminate that feeling of separation. So there's many things that can happen. This is so multi-tiered. Almost, you don't even have you know the, the language to express it. Wow, oh, so true, so true. Actually, that's actually why I started this show, is because I I not that I felt lonely, but I wanted more people to connect with, like yourself mm-hmm. and April, um, that understood the connectedness of the whole. Um, also, the question comes to mind: What? Why did you chose April to channel to come through? We were attracted to the circle that she was involved with, and she was a perfect energy match for us. We did not know who she was. We saw her within the group, but separate. But the energy match was great, so we decided to take a chance. Okay, so she was vibrating. And what you have is what we have. Well, what we're doing now. What you, what mm-hmm. resulted is the work we're doing now with the April Crawford. Mhm. Okay. So okay, so she was vib- a vibrational match to your energy. Yes. Indeed. Okay. Mhm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and she was also very open. The word April means open. Hmm. Could, and she um, was completely open to the probability. She didn't know that consciously. Mm-hmm. Or she would not have been able to get in, but we did. Okay. Now, um, did I know that time is is not um, linear. So was there an agreement um, before April was born that you would no. do this work through her? Oh, No. We saw an opportunity, and we took a chance. Okay. Very, very good. She was on a completely, she was always very, we'll say, very light in the body. And we think that's why she danced, so that she could ground herself, because she always felt a little half out of the body. And that was very attractive to us. As we watched her, we said, okay, she's, she's extremely open. And we might be able to be very fluid 
in a collaborative with her, and we were. And we worked with her, tried to bring her comfort. She wasn't always that all pleased with us, but as you can see, it's been a long time in your linear reality, and we're still here. And so is she. (laughs) Now, she said that you have lived many lifetimes. I know it's more than one individual, but um, can you share um, some light on that? We have lived many lifetimes in many different arenas. It's not all earth-based and not all dimensionally based as this one is that you're in. And it takes a lot of condensing to come into a physical form that's not yours. Mm-hmm. It's different than incarnating in the body. That's a much more fluid moment. And we've had incarnations here. We'll say that our favorite lifetime was in Bristol, early 1500s. But we've had many. We've had hundreds of them. Now, do you always incarnate together? No. You mean with the April Crawford? No, this is the first time we've encountered her. No, I mean when you incarnate into a physical body, are you together? With whom? Um, Like you were were saying that one of your favorite lifetimes was in the 1500s. So I was just wondering in Bristol, Bristol, England. Yes. Okay, but I was just wondering when you incarnate, do you do do you all incarnate together? No, one. Not all of the energies within our collaborative now, but we have stopped incarnating. Okay. Okay. So is that um, when you say so? It won't happen. You can't. You can't change your mind and say, "Okay, maybe I want to have another lifetime again." Is it? Is it we definitely? Could. We could, but it doesn't fit in with the mission or the perspective that we now have. Um, mm-hmm. We wish to help make it easier for those who are still in the physical. Now, mm-hmm. at some point, we might, for the fun of it, incarnate somewhere, but not now. It's not appropriate. We are do we are involved with this work. Mhm. Okay. And the the work is to um help us that are still here in the physical um kind of remember yeah. who we are. Remember who you are, get you back on track because sometimes there are some very good people we have talked to but they're a little off off center. We try to get them back on center. Mhm. So that they can do the things that they have come in to do and accomplish them. Okay. So um, I, I'm kind of under the impression some of the things that happen to us in our lifetime um, push, us up, push us in our direction that we should be on, like the path that we should be on. Um, we look at some tragedies sometimes as tragedies, but they may happen to actually push us in the direction we're supposed yes. to go. Is that true? Yes. Yes, that is true. Not I every experience is designed to be harmonious and perfect. There are mm-hmm. some times where there has to be a harshness of sorts to get your attention and to really make you think. Mm-hmm. So it's important. You know, tragedy is 
equally as important as harmony. Okay. And are sometimes you need a harsh moment to, you know, wake you up. Are all tragedies pre-planned in, um, in your um, pre-planned life planning before you come incarnate? We'll say that you have sort of a blueprint in place of what you would like to accomplish. Um, not all tragedies, not everything is planned down to the detail that there is a blueprint in place. And as you make your choices, you may have intended to go, you know, completely to the east and you got sidelined and you ended up going completely to the west. Um, Each dramatic that unfolds, it's also an interactive dramatic plus your own personal dramatic and they can push you in different directions. You have a blueprint, but sometimes you don't always follow the blueprint. But nothing is preset, absolutely set in stone that this is going to happen because that would eliminate the free will aspect. Mm-hmm. To choose to do something or to abdicate something that you thought you might want to do and you say, oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. That happens too. Um, it's a complicated environment that you're all in. You know that. Mm-hmm. I guess I I I, I kind of believe in in my heart that um, that the tragedy I went through with losing um, my son was to push me in doing the work that I'm doing now. So I guess I yes. I'm trying to <laughs> trying in a roundabout way and, to find and, out. And, and in that whole thing with your son, mm-hmm. he might have made it. Then it would have pushed you in a different direction. So those mm-hmm. all these complicated layers of participation involved in all that. But ultimately, you are now doing all this wonderful spiritual work. Your son is still very involved in all that, by the way. Um, And it's giving you that shove into doing this. Well, you might not have done it had he stuck around. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. Very true. And he's very proud of you, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I just um, I know I, I do feel him, his energy with me all the time, and I, I communicate with him. I don't hear him audibly, um, but in my heart, I know he's with me. Um, I just kind of, that's part of the my goal, too, with the show is people that are, there's so many people that are experiencing all kind of challenges in life, and I just want to be able to give them a little bit of hope that you know that these challenges are for a hi- are for a higher purpose i believe that you know what happens to us makes us kind of nudges us maybe on the right path so i i kind of that's why i share my story about what i went through yeah. with my son because I, of how it transformed my life so um you know i just hope that you know there's a message of Regardless of what you're going through, there's hope because this oh, life is not all there is. No, this is this is a chapter in the book of you. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of chapters, but the book continues. The novel, the story continues. Mm. Yes, yes, so true. 
so true. It's uh, it's amazing, um, really is that uh, I get you know to have this conversation with you and April, who I think is amazing as well. You both are. Um, it reminds me of um, when because she's. Um, in a deep trance when you're coming through. It reminds me of Edgar Cayce. Um, I think he's the um, pretty much the only um, tra- channel that I know of that was, com- like, he was called the sleeping. <laughs> uh, he was completely sleeping while he channeled. So um, yeah. this puts me in mind of Edgar Cayce um, what, when you come through April. Yeah, it's similar. Mm-hmm. Only she doesn't go to sleep. She moves into other dimensions. Yeah, which but she's is amazing. definitely not there. Yes, yes, that is that is so amazing. Now, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people interested in channeling. Like when April, when you started coming through April, she was in a group who were they were all studying channeling. Um, do you have any advice for people? who are um, interested in channeling, um, any advice of what they can do to channel um, higher, higher entities? That's the, that's the important thing, too. Yeah. Well, become involved in some sort of spiritual group because it's important to have the support, especially if you're going into deep trance. That can be a bit disconcerting to your you know, ego-based perception of yourself. And many don't want to, you know, just let an energy come in. But if there are people around that you trust and that are of the same mindset, that was the fortunate thing for the April Crawford, that there was a group of people who were pursuing this, and mm-hmm. they were very supportive of her when, she, when this would happen. And she wasn't always all that pleased about the whole thing. But mm-hmm. they assured her that, hey, everything that's happening is of high caliber. <laughs> everything that's being said is like, Wow. You know, don't be right. alarmed. And mm-hmm. having support is a very very uh, important thing. Mm-hmm. So if they get involved in some sort of spirit circle, or, or <laughs> some other times there are channeling groups or channeling teachers. There's many of them who mm-hmm. offer a course, so to speak, and, but, and that provides the support system of people around you who are pursuing the same thing. It would be a good way to do it. And uh, everybody can channel. Is that is that the case? It all depends on how open you are. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of you on the planet who feel threatened by the energy on the planet, so they close down a lot. And you'd say there's a lot of single individual energies that are severely closed down that would like to be open, but they're again, it's the fear mm-hmm. comes in because there's some. Very, there's dark energy that comes in from time to time, and it makes everyone fearful of being completely open. So they mm. shut down. But okay. we think that you can channel if you're open. But we'd mm-hmm. say there's a good majority of individuals on your planet that are simply not. Right. Yes. And fearful, probably. Like yes, and said. for whatever reason they got to that place, they're there. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say the support group. I mean, if you're truly interested in the art form, it would be helpful to be with like mind and those who would be supportive so that you would feel comfortable about being open because you're surrounded by those who unconditionally love you. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Very, 
Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, so not everyone all- can do it because of the shutdownness of the things that are occurring on this particular sphere of existence. And how about meditation? Um, does that help to to calm to that open? That can help center. Yeah, that can help center. That can help get the clutter out of the brain, so to speak. And it can also connect you to that oneness that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be extremely supportive to be connected to that oneness, so you don't feel so solitary and isolated. Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, thank thank you so much, Veronica, um, for coming through. Um, I so appreciate you and April and Alan, <laughs> uh, the god that she married. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that in. <laughs> but, uh, thank you so much. Um, we have about 15 minutes left in the show, and I figured I'd um, speak back with April if, um, if, she's, if she can come back. Oh, I will give it a go. Hang on. Okay. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you. Okay. We're back. You're back. Now, the first question I have to ask you is, where were you <laughs> while you were gone? Um, I was in my childhood backyard swinging on the swing. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That reminds me. I there was, we, lived on a, we lived on a river, and uh-huh. our next-door neighbor, that were elderly couple, and he, the, the man made swings down by the river so you could swing out over the river. And we uh-huh. called them Papa Swings. And he would let us come over any time to swing on those wings, and that's where I was. I was swinging out over the river and back. So it was wow. a nice childhood memory, and to be able to do it is really settling for me. Wow, that's amazing. I ha- I have a childhood memory like that. In my grandmother's house, um, there was a playground behind my grandmother's house, and I would love to just go out and sneak in because there was actually uh, – you could um, – there was like a fence, but the fence had an opening, and you could sneak behind it through the fence and, and just swing on the swing. Um, technically, it wasn't the – my grandmother's backyard wasn't the entrance to the playground, but we made we made an entrance to the <laughs> playground <laughs> from my grandma's backyard. And uh, yeah. it was, I would spend hours. So that is amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Those are comfortable uh, moments when you're a kid. The, the safe place of being a kid where you feel safe. Yes. It's always wonderful. Yes. And swinging, closing, I would always close my eyes and I, I felt like I was flying. So <laughs> that is wonderful. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, now, I was wondering, now, um, since you've been channeling um veronica have 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 you developed more of a like a meditation practice of something of that nature um well i don't meditate as a practice but mm-hmm. i do take quiet time before each reading and mm-hmm. before, like before t- today before we began i took some time to 
you know, get out of my rat race, my, you know, frenetic energy and be here so that mm-hmm. Veronica could come in. Okay. So okay. I always come in and take quiet moments. It's not a, a, a standard meditation, but it's like I get quiet, mm-hmm. calm down, you know, settle. I have two dogs that come with me in my channeling room, and we get them all settled down. Everybody's all happy, and then we're ready to go. Okay. Now, um, do the dogs sense when Veronica's there? Yeah, they know. Um, yeah. They look at her. I, when, they're, when they're awake and not sleeping, they'll look at her like, well, who are you? Because <laughs> they know April's Wait, gone. Yeah, what did you do with her? Where is my mother? <laughs> ah, yes. Isn't but that they amazing? They like her energy. They, I, I, Alan tells me that they like her energy, that they go sleep on the la- on my lap during her uh-huh. coming through. And... Okay. Well, that, but they but come in, they're in with the channeling room with me all day. When I'm working, they're in here with me. Mm, okay. All right. Now, animals are so amazing because they're so more in tune. Animals are so much more in tune with the spirit realm than we are um, because they're not, uh, I guess they haven't been... Uh, Brainwashed and conditioned not to be in tune. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is so amazing. So, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners as far as events? Or do you do speaking again? I know you do a lot of private readings and sessions. Do you do do, um, like work? Sometimes we do group group things, but we don't have anything on the schedule really. We're just, you know, one person at a time mostly. Mm hmm. And, and, write, and you know, there's a lot of writing, like when Veronica wants to write, there's all these energies that want to, you know, write books. And we've got a lot of irons in the fire with that, so I spend a lot of time doing uh-huh. that. Now, how many different um, energies come through other than Veronica? Ooh, a lot. Mm, there's a lot. Mention- um, okay. Now, Veronica is her, because she has her, group of 3,000, but there's a lot of other energies that come through. Alan talks to them. Okay. Okay. And um, we so do, There's a lot of research being done. Um, we're, we're cataloging, we're writing it all down. We're, you know, this uh-huh. is, we're committed to, you know, getting all the information down so that others, even after we're not here anymore, can benefit from it. Right. So by the books, so that so many are coming through you, and you're you're writing several books. Yeah, yeah, yeah at one time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're writing them at more than one book at once. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I get out, so I don't really know all the details. But right, yeah, right, right. We, well, yeah. when Alan and I, um, we, that's what we that's we committed to that. I mean, he and uh-huh. I have been married almost twenty five years, so yes. we're committed to and bringing through this, the information. And we yes. met in that that channeling that, circle, right? The, um, does and, any of that circle? And I wasn't, still you know, exist? I wasn't really looking for anybody, but here he was, and he was great. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm certain he's told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's how the best that's how the best um, meetings happen is when you're not looking, and you're and you're involved in something that you both are drawn to. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. So, um, so 
these books, are they, like, going to come out soon? Or, I mean, I'm, I'm a little Well, that's, but... that's the best hope. <laughs> We're going <laughs> okay. as fast as we can. That's the best uh-huh. hope. Uh-huh. Out. Okay. So, and there's several books the out already. A good eight, I think we have nine out or ten out, maybe something like mm-hmm. that. I don't even know for sure. Right. Alan will be able to I, tell you better about that. Yes, and I, I recommend listeners to go to your website, which is aprilcrawford.com. Um, all the books are listed there. Now, the the initial group, which was about five or six people, are you guys still in contact? The, the initial channeling group? Um, no, everybody kind of went their separate ways. Some of them stopped the channeling moment. I think Alan and I are probably the only two still pursuing and working with it. And there mm. were some talented people within that group, but they got caught up in life or they met and fell in love with somebody who wasn't into it and mm. had to give it up type of thing. Yeah. Um, not everybody's open to this kind of process. So I'm very lucky that Alan right. is so open. You know, right. he's lucky too because I'm willing. You know, we're we're, we're two peas in a pod on this, um, and that's yeah. not easy to find. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, I know that I'm single, and my hope is that uh-huh, if and when <laughs> it'll be <laughs> a, a similar type of situation. Uh, for I know for me, um, spirituality is extremely important, and whoever I met would have to be open to spirituality. Um, Like Veronica said, there's people on the planet that are not open. And just having an open mind, um, because our our human senses are so limited. And for us to think we know it all, (laughs) just, you know, (laughs) we just believe in what we can see and feel and touch is, is to me kind of crazy because science has even proven how limited human senses are. So with our human senses, for us to say, okay, I only believe in what I can see is, to me, kind of crazy. Ridiculous. (laughs) Someone to say, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But there are those people out there, and I, you know, like one of the, persons in the group was a woman and she met somebody that you know wasn't into it mm-hmm. and then there was another woman in the group who you know she was everything was a fad you know she was into Buddhism and then she was into Hinduism and then she was into channeling and now she's in the Bible I and mean, she's all she jumps all over the place um, <laughs> and, she's trying to find okay, herself <laughs> yeah yeah but it's been a long journey <laughs> and she you know and She's constantly trying to, you know, find the right place to be, and she hasn't found it yet. And so it's like, mm. okay. <laughs> well, I I also find with that that sometimes people are afraid to be uniquely themselves. They're afraid to open up to who they are because they want to please other people. Um, I used to yeah. be that. I used to be a people pleaser. And... um and I was trying to please everybody, but I ended up not pleasing myself. So I, I finally outgrew that and realized I have to be me. Um, you know, this is who I am. Take it, like it, or not, you know, but this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, a lot of that is is society. You know, people feel pressured to be something they're not. 
and when they feel pressured to be something they're not, then they're jumping from one thing to the next, trying to please, quote-unquote, society, the parents, the friends. And, and, um, but when they drop that, when you know, you know, when you just say, I'm going to be me, you know, just here I am, open myself to the world, um, whether you like it or not, this is who I am, um, uh, that a lot of people are afraid. Like you said in the beginning of the show, it's fearlessness. When you know who you are and are not afraid to be yourself, um, it, you, you, you just open yourself to the world and you know exactly what resonates with you as real and, and you live your life that way. So um, I think more and more people, more and more people every day are opening up to the truth of of oneness yeah. and truth of who they are and living right. from that place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people are in a fearful of a, you know, a perceived God, and some people are, you know, mm-hmm. at the mercy of a organized religious moment that mm-hmm. may not be them. Right. Exactly. Because I grew up as a Catholic, and I went to an all-girl Catholic school, you know, all very formal. Um, but I always you know, in religion class kind of looked at the nuns and went, hmm, I have a question. (laughs) (laughs) I get a little bit of trouble for asking the question. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, that is too funny because I went to Catholic school not for 12 years, and it wasn't all-girls Catholic school. I went to Catholic school for about six years, and my father said to me uh, when, when I was very young, Children are to be seen and not heard. So I would listen to the nuns and the priests, and I'd have tons of questions, and I'd be thinking, this is not making sense what you're teaching me. But I can't say anything because my father told me a child is to be seen and not heard. So I, you know. My parents said, say what you want to say. And my Uh, dad especially said, you know, speak your mind. mm, Always speak. I was brought up in the 60s. See, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm probably older than you are. <laughs> I was brought up in the <laughs> 60s, and my parents were, especially my father, nope, don't, you can think it, but don't even let me think that you're thinking it, you know. <laughs> so it was, uh, but it never, like you said, it didn't resonate with me. Uh, I, you know, I went, had religion no. class every day, and what I was being taught, did not resonate as true, and I was only five, six years old, you know. But it just didn't, it didn't resonate. So as I got older, I said, you know, yeah. I, I need to, I need to do some research on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. kind of has always been me, kind of walking my own path, kind of following spirit before I even knew to follow my spirit. So yeah. it's, it's wonderful. But this has been a pleasure, April. Thank you so much for coming on Awake to Oneness Radio. Um, It it just inspires me. Like I said um, to Veronica, you probably didn't hear it, but the reason I started this show is because I I wanted to communicate with people like, um, like yourself and like Veronica and people that are open and understand that we are all connected and it's all about love and just bring love, love, um, the golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself. And um, I didn't have that many people in my immediate surroundings 
that I could have this conversation with. Um, so that's why I said, okay, I'll I'll have the conversation with the world, you know, on the radio. That's and cool. I, that's I just, yeah. So um, I definitely appreciate you so much, and thank Alan. Uh, I must bow down to. To Alan the God. <laughs> now, yes. now, now he's, I'm going to tease him. <laughs> when I e- email him, I'm going to say, is the God. <laughs> but, yeah, no. He'll appreciate that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. All thank right. you so well, much. My pleasure, thank too, you. my dear. You're thank welcome. Thank Veronica and thank Alan. And you guys have All a right. wonderful have a wonderful weekend. Okay, right. good night. You. Okay, bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 